what the structure of the shul has to look like to Davine. Which we'll see. So the first point is, let's start with the Gemara in Brachas. The Gemara says, and it's actually brought in the Shulchan as well, that if a person has a base Knesset in his town, and he doesn't go in Davine, he's called a Shachira, he's called a bad neighbor. Why is the appellation used for someone who doesn't come to shul that he's a bad neighbor? So the Mephoshim explained, there's two different understandings of it. The one is that it's some, that some, being as Tfilibetzibur is something which people need each other for. Most people don't have their own private Tzibur at home, so that it's, it's something which we need each other to, con- to contribute to, to join together for in order to get to having a Tzibur. If that's the case, so that's the case. So as neighbors, it's one of the, just like we have to do things for the common interest, whether it's looking after the property or the streets or whatever it is, that as neighbors we all need to contribute for. So therefore, being participating in a minion is also something which it needs the people around to live there, to participate in. And that's okay, so the person who isn't willing to join with his neighbors and provide an opportunity to dive into the is called a bad neighbor. Um, that's the simple shot as far as the other people who he's who he's not helping out by coming to join the minion. But uh, there's another meaning here also, and this is a more scary meaning. There's a pasuk which says, Hashem, so to speak, mourns about, Hashem says that he's disappointed with all his bad neighbors. And if that's the case, it's not just a bad neighbor to the people around me who want the minion and I'm not helping them with, but it's a bad neighbor to Hashem. And in that sense, that uh, the Mephoshim explained, that it's a derech of neighbors to visit each other. To visit. To visit each other. And it's like a kind of, if there's a, like if we're living together, so then we, we, we don't live in seclusion. We, we're willing to interact with each other. And if the best, the, the shul is somebody's neighbor, so to speak, there's a shul nearby him, and he never comes to visit the shul, he never participates. So again, he's showing that he doesn't want to be a good neighbor. He doesn't want to have anything to do with with the shul, that makes him in the category of a bad neighbor. So who, who's the neighbor? Hashem? You're, not, Hashem. You're, not, like, you're not coming to his house, so to speak. It means you don't want to have anything to do with him. So there's two different interpretations. Right. A number of shuls, so the person's participating. He doesn't have to participate in every shul. And the fact that I'm participating in the shul of my choice means I'm visiting Hashem's house, I'm coming to shul, and I'm helping the people make their minion. And other people, we're not meant to go to community shuls, there's a mile of a makum And therefore, the fact that I am a participant in the temporary takes away this problem. So much so that it's interesting that the, the, the halacha talks about going to shul, the halacha talks about there's a mile in going to a further shul. Because a schar pshias, a person gets maschar alech, a person gets schar more schar for the the effort taken walking to a shul which is further away. Now, what's the case? In other words, if a person prefers the shul which is nearby, is his nosach, and if a shul further away, let's say, is a sfaridi shul, and the shul near him is an Ashkenazi shul, and he's Ashkenazi, or the shul where he's nearby is where his his family is, where his friends are, where he's more comfortable. So, of course, that outweighs the benefit of looking for a further shul just by virtue of the fact that it's further. 
In other words, the, the, the ideal shul is the place where a person feels he's best able to grow into the Nidhidhava. And therefore, the choice of shul would be by the place where I feel the most is the place I'm going to grow from, the place I'm going to uh, daven the best. Let's see where I connect to the most. That's for sure the truth. But if but all other options are equal, so then there's a matter of further shul. But it doesn't outweigh any matter of the shul itself. And in fact, I'll explain this with a, a question, which is a very interesting question. Rachronim asks, ask, why isn't there a din of Ein Mavirim Manamitzvah? There's a din that if a person has his tefillin, he has to make sure to take the Shal Yad first. Because if the Shalrosh is in front of him, he's not meant to pass over the Shalrosh to take the Shal Yad. Because you don't pass over a mitzvah if it's in front of you. So you should make sure that the one in front of you is the one you're going to use. Now, so ask the Mepharshim, if that's the case, if I have a Shul next door to me, and I'm going past that Shul to go to the further Shul, mm-hmm. why isn't there a problem? I'm being my Vela Mitzvah. Mm-hmm. And as why, is, why doesn't that obligate me to go to the nearest Shul because that way I want, I'm not missing opportunity, the first opportunity that there is to do a mitzvah. Um, so, this, the, the one answer they say is that it's not the same mitzvah, it's a better mitzvah. In other words, the shul I'm choosing is where I want to daven because I would prefer, I daven better there. So that's okay, so this is a, 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 a more preferable mitzvah, so to speak, and therefore it's not, I'm going to do both, and which one I'm going to do first. The dinner of them are very many mitzvahs, so I need to do both of them. And therefore, if, I need to do, if I'm going to do both, then do the one which is nearest to me first. So if I'm going to put the Shaliyad and the Shalrosh and my Talis, so then I should have in the order I want to put them on, because otherwise I'm passing over a mitzvah I'm going to do in order to do a different mitzvah. If I don't want to do both, I only want to do one. So passing over another opportunity to do a mitzvah, which isn't a mitzvah I wanted to do right now, that's not necessarily a problem. I'm not very much a mitzvah. And, uh, and I'll give you another example of this. If let's say I go to uh, any street really and Yantif, and the ten stocker boxes lined up, people want to do a donation. Now I like the, the organization who happens to be at the end of the line. Are you going to say, in my very man, I'm and I'm passing another stocker box, why don't you give me money to them? The answer is no, I don't want to give them. I want to give that organization. If I wanted to give each one of them, mm-hmm. then I should give them in the order they can. But uh, if I want to give a specific one, that that's the mitzvah I want to do. It doesn't hire me to do a different mitzvah just because I presented itself first. And if the same thing applies over here. If I, if I didn't want to dive in, in the shul next to me, I wanted to go to the shul further away. Right. So then I didn't want to do both mitzvahs. It's not like I wanted to dive in here and there. And therefore, I, I, you can't pass over this mitzvah. The mitzvah I wanted to do is over there. I'm not also admiring the mitzvahs for that. But if all things are equal, and the only reason I'm going to the further shul is because it's further, so then the person asks the question. Now, as if I want to go to the further shul, because that's my nosach, because that's where my rabbi is, because that's where I've always done, whatever the case may be. And that's okay, it's not really a question. I didn't want to do the mitzvah, I wanted to do the mitzvah there. But if both shuls are equal to me, and and uh, the only man in the further shul is that it's further, and therefore I'm getting more schar psils by going there, so then why doesn't the fact that I'm a very much a mitzvah, so I can do the same mitzvah here, Cancel that out. So based on what we said before, there's a there's a Levushim Mardechai who says it's similar to, to, to what we just said. Imagine there's Sukkot, and I have a set of aluminium which I bought for my kids, which is a very not kosher, not a great set. It's just the kosher lebracha set, and I have my Mahuda Esra, which is beautiful, but I didn't leave it out on the table. That's for far away. So to get to Marim, I have to go past the cheap set of aluminium on the table. Now I want to take aluminium, and I have a kosher set here, but I don't. There's no aluminium in my mitzvahs because 
I want to take my mom with the set. And if, even though I could be Yaitzah with the set, but that's not what I want to be Yaitzah with the set. I want to do something which is more Says the Lavashim Mardachai, since putting more effort in Sechar Psyas to go to a further shul is a certain hider in the mitzvah. If that's the case, it's not the same anymore. The fact that I want to do the mitzvah of going to shul more behider mm-hmm. is a, an advantage which therefore is not, I'm not mavering on a mitzvah. It's not that I would have done the mitzvah here and I'm going somewhere else. The hider mitzvah I want to do is definitely going to the further shul. And if that's the case, I'm doing that. I'm doing that by, by, by going to further shul. I'm getting more of a hider. The Gemara gives examples of my lady. In the Gemara, it talks about the Psalpsias. The story in the Gemara was about a lady, an old lady in the town of Rabbi Echanon. And about her, he said, she has Psalpsias, she goes to further shul. So it's true, for a lady, she's not in your little terrace, and then she gets more schar by going for longer walks. But it's true, if a person will waste time from that, you say that's more chashe v'cheshman. If he's not going to be able to get out of the way, then it's more chashe v'cheshman. Talmud Torah is worth more. But what we is another point. There is not just a mitzvah of being in Shul, there's a mitzvah to go to Shul. There's a mitzvah to go to Shul. And uh, I'm bringing another halakh where we see this mitzvah as well. The Gemara says that it's a mitzvah to run to Shul. Why is it a mitzvah to run to Shul? Because uh, Asha, that I have Jesus to do a mitzvah. So I used to go to Shul later. Sorry? I used to go to Shul later. <laughs> Sorry? I used to go to Shul. <laughs> so when, when do you have to actually run to Shul? So the person can say, not from your house. No one knows where you're running. Maybe you're running to catch the bus. You can see the shul, and ah, and now you like, like pick up speed the last few steps as you run towards the shul. So everyone can see you're running to shul. So then, then it's a hidden mitzvah in that. But uh, it's where it's noticeable that where you're running to. Now there's a gemara. The gemara says like this. Rav Zaira said, we're not going to Eretz Yisrael. And I saw the rabbanon on Shabbos. Instead of walking nicely leisurely because the Shabbos are all running. There's a gemara. I said, rabbanon mechalal Shabbos. You're not meant to run on Shabbos. But then he heard they were running to Shul. Mm-hmm. And he brought a pasuk. It says, They should follow after Hashem like a roaring lion. And that was at speed. Not like a calm lion, but a lion who's roaring. So he runs. So then I said, It's a mitzvah, the mirhat. It's a mitzvah to run. So the Gemara says, I also started to run. In other words, what changed? You also knew that they were, they were going to Shul. And in the end, he decided, No, they're doing the right thing. So watch, and the Farshim explained that originally he thought that it's the mitzvah to, go, to be in Shul, to dive into learn wherever it is. Running to Shul is, is the lack of Zerizus. But on Shabbos, when a person isn't meant to run, so he shouldn't run to Shul either. And then we came to the conclusion that no, running to Shul is a mitzvah. It's not just that uh, I'm, I'm doing Zerizus to do a mitzvah when I get there. The running itself is a mitzvah. If that's okay, so I should do it on Shabbos too. This is not the regular dinner of running on Shabbos, which we've done today. This is a mitzvah. Running is the mitzvah. And they started, I started to run too. And that's what we proved from the Pasuk. It's not just that it's just to get to Shulta Daven, but to follow, to, to go after Hashem, to get there. That's the, that's the point of the mitzvah. So the mitzvah to run. And if that's the case, it says even on Shabbos, and it's Pasuk Shulta story as well, that person's allowed to run towards the Shul, because that's also a mitzvah. And therefore, like we said before, the fact that a person is going to Shul isn't just a chitimtzi, it's a mitzvah. And if a person's going to a further Shul, then like we said, it's a hidden mitzvah. At, at the mitzvah of going to Shul is a bigger mitzvah. That, so we see an interesting point. There's a mitzvah to go to Shul, and that's why it's brought that even if a person, the Gemara says, that even if a person could have a minion where they are, in their own house, it's still a mitzvah to go to Shul. I'm not missing out on the minion. I can make a minion here. But to go to the best mitzvah, there's a, there's a mitzvah in God. Now, 
the same Rebbe says that when coming to Shul, a person should run. Leaving Shul, a person shouldn't run. But definitely not. A person should walk slowly away from Shul because if he's running away from Shul, it looks like we based on what we say for that you're running away from him from the mitzvahs that you're doing there. So that's a person should walk slowly away from Shul. Now, what's interesting is that the, the post can say that's with one exception, and that is if a person's running to learn. So I finished, I'm running, I'm running to give a shit. I'm running to learn the Chavrusa, so then I'm allowed to run because I'm, it's, I'm running to do the next mitzvah. The question is, who sees that? In other words, if you can see from what I'm doing that I'm running to do another mitzvah, I pick up my stack of sword and I'm running with my sword, then maybe it's visible that I'm leaving the shul to run to do another mitzvah. But if a person's running out of shul and we can't see why he's running out of shul, so even in his mind, it's in order to do the next mitzvah or whatever the case may be, but uh, if it's not no- noticeable like that, so why wouldn't that be, just like we said before, if, I, if it's not noticeable, I'm running too shul, if people see me running, they don't even mind it, because they don't see I'm running too. If I'm running away from shul, the higher the question is, is it only in the case where it's clear that where I'm running towards is another mitzvah or not? Um, and the Moghul of Ram says here that not, even if people don't know why I'm running, it's still a mitzvah to run, which is interesting. The higher, here we, we, you've lost the, the, the point we had before, and that is that people can see that, that I'm, I'm running towards Shul. So, but why here would it be good to run? Even people can't see where I'm running towards. Okay, but anyway, that's the halach, and then there's a person limited to run away from Shul unless, unless he's on his way to, to, to the Torah or, or, or to do another mitzvah. What's brought in the post game also is if a person's running away from Shul to come back to Shul, why would a person be doing that? So the case the post game spoke about is, again, the Shul's in Europe. They don't necessarily have indoor plumbing. And if a person had to find a bathroom during davening, so you have to go back home. It was like in the, the corona when you're in the outside and then in the, in the parking lot, so there wasn't a bathroom. So I had to go back home again. So if I don't want to miss too much davening, I want to go, go back and come back as quickly as possible. Well, am I allowed to run out of shul? We just said, there's a limit to run out of shul. So the person can say that if a person's running out of shul in order to get back to shul faster, that's motive. And I was, even though it's not known as for why I'm running away, but in, if the my cheshben is, I'm running away to come back faster, then that's, that's uh, also motor. Okay, so that's the, the, the journey to and from. The best nurses, we'll still talk about how far a person has to go in order to, in order to dive in, with a tibur and not dive in the shul. According to this, it would mean that... Uh, if a person wants to eat something on his way to the best nurses, is that still part of the running? Is that to do that in the first Gemara? The Gemara talks about uh, uh, the amount of food that could the toy in Barbera of Ayal the Kana, that on the, 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 the explanation was when they finished davening, they used to grab something to eat on their way to the Mesmedrish. So it wasn't a proper soup, no one sat down for breakfast then. But it was something to eat, something they could like taste, like a kazaz, or something that they eat on the way, on their way to, on their way to the Mesmedrish. That's part of the running. Now let's talk another interesting point. The Gemara says that the, what's the maila, what's the, what's the reward for a person who's makrit to come to Shul? As in first Gemara, the Gemara says that they taught Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan was the Amara of Eretz Yisrael. And they taught Rabbi Yechanan, Ika Sabi B'Vavah, the old people in Babel. And Rabbi Yechanan says, I can't understand that. Why the old people in Babel? The Pasuk says, The man, Yirbu Yemeichem, Yemei Vineichem, Ara Adama. That your days and the nights of your children should be lengthened on the land, which means in Eretz Yisrael. So you see, Arichus Yavim is in Eretz Yisrael. And people in Babel are not in Eretz Yisrael and they have long lives. That doesn't make sense. So they told Rabbi Yechanan, but they might to come to, to Davin Nishul. 
Maakt hem je maasje gereed bij zijn merk, in de morning? En het night. Ik kan het zo doen. Ik kan het zo doen. Ah, het is niet meer bij de En dan moet ik ook de question. They probably kept chapters too. We staan daar in tijd. So if you're looking for a schus, why, why did they deserve a long life? They were doing lots of mitzvahs. But Yechon's tainer was, but the Pasuk says that the schus of long life is in Eretz Yisrael, Al-Hadamah. So how have you answered that? By saying you're doing a mitzvah, it's very nice to do a mitzvah. So Yechon didn't think they weren't. But if you need the schus of Eretz Yisrael for Arichos Yamim, so we, where do we see that? that they weren't involved and had that schus. says the Mashon, the Chodesh is a beautiful point. It says, the Gemara says, that I see them call Batek Nesir to come back to Eretz Yisrael. All the Batek Nesirs and Chutzlahs will be brought back to Eretz Yisrael. I mentioned this once before in the show. And he says, therefore, a Besknesis is Be'etzim a future Eretz Yisrael. Because since when Mashiach comes, this will be transported to Eretz Yisrael. So the, la- the place that I'm in is a, a future part of Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, they told Rabbi Yechonon, no, it's true. The Pasuk says, Laman Yerbi Yemeichem Ala Adama. But being in the best Knesset and Chutzlar is this tantamount to being Al-Adam. Since this will eventually be transported to Eretz Yisrael, we see this as Kilo already having a chilek of the of the order of Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, he understood. It's true. If a person spends their time in the Shul, it's like spending time in Eretz Yisrael. I always give an example. You know, today we know that if, a, let's say, Israel has an embassy in the American embassy, in England an embassy, in France, the, the, the international understanding is the territory of the embassy is part of the country. Mm-hmm. So I might be on the other side of the world, but I'm in Israeli territory. Mm-hmm. So think of shuls around the world as the embassy of Eretz Yisrael. And therefore I might be in foreign countries, but in, in the shul, I'm on the territory of Eretz Yisrael. Not just figuratively, literally, because eventually that shul will come back to Eretz Yisrael too. And that's the case. I can make I'm spending time on Adam, and that's why the Sabi of Babel, the old people of Babel, was Zechit Tarek Okay, so we've spoken about um, the importance of being starved to a minion to dabbling in the shul and uh, the bracha of a person who in the shul is zeichet arichas yamim. But now let's talk about how the shul is meant to be built. So we see three alachas all in the Gemara in brachas, uh, which is what's meant to be. We look at the Gemara and we think it's a galata, as in the sense that it's something nice to want to do, and or there's in yani minutes, but it's actually all paskins before in halacha. The first one. Is uh, the shul has to have windows, and it's meant to have twelve windows. Have what? Twelve windows. Twelve windows. It's meant to be windows shul twelve twelve windows. Um, the Mishnah says the twelve windows don't necessarily have to be on the front wall of the shul, but they have to be twelve windows in the shul. Now, what's the idea of having windows in the shul altogether? Why is it important? So the the Gemara already says that the person should not daven in the room which doesn't have windows. And what's the reason for that? Not that because our tefillah can't get to Hashem through without a window. That's not the point. That the tefillah can pierce anything because of the Shemaim either way around. But the Nakoda is that if a person's ability to look up to the Shemaim, it increases his kavanah. And not during Shemaim. So we already said that a person should look down. Right? Before Shem Esra, or during the rest of davening, uh, if the person wants to be inspired, you should look up to the sky. And therefore, if there are windows in the shul, so then there's an opportunity to look up, and you can see the sky that gives them a certain kavana. And this is why it's an imperative that shuls meant to have windows, we learned from the Pasuk. That Daniel, and this isn't an amazing thing, the story of Daniel. Daniel was the minister of the king Belshazzar, 
and sorry, after it was King Karish, the first. And what happened was that they made a decree that no one's allowed to daven for 30 days in the whole empire. And Daniel was not going to listen to that, so he went home and he davened. But the Pasuk says he davened facing the window. And because he davened facing the window, people saw him davening. And they reported to, to the king, and that's how Daniel got himself into the lion's den. Because he was witness davening against the royal order. So why didn't he daven in a cellar somewhere? Why didn't he daven by a window? That you, that that's how you're going to get caught if people see what you're doing. And what you learn from that, that the Gemara says you have to daven connect the window with, with the window. You see the importance of davening by a window. And that was brought in Aloha also, that a shul is meant to have windows. Now, is this a ma'akid? In other words, there were places in Russia and in other places of persecution in Spain where they dug underground caves, even in the time of the Greeks. They used to hide in the caves and daven wherever they could. So, of course, it's not ma'akid. If a person doesn't have that option, wherever a person can daven is good. If a person's building a shul, it's meant to have windows. And like we said, why it's, but that's the case, it's an interesting point. It meant to be windows that a person can see the sky. If the idea is that a person can look up and see the sky after get Kavana, which means that the old shuls which have stained glass windows and you can't see through them, they might not be able to this day. Because the point isn't to have a window, the point is to be able to see through the window. And therefore, if you if you can't see through the windows, there's a motif drawn on the windows, I can't see anything, it's like a picture. So they haven't gained the mile of having windows. Why they have to 12 is because, not just because of the 12 shots and the 12 people, but like we know that Rizal said that the 12 Shvatim, each one had its own uh, shire, its own gates through which its spirits went to Shemaim. And therefore we're trying to symbolize also that there's different gates to Shemaim. So the idea is to make 12 windows in the shul uh, to symbolize that there are lots of hybrid rachim remakim, there are lots of tracks to Shemaim, lots of entrances, uh, openings of when spirits can go to Shemaim through. And that's what doesn't make a difference to the size. To have one huge plane of glass, which is the size of 12 windows, doesn't help. It's called one window. If a person wants to have 12 windows, it's meant to be 12 separate windows, even though each one's a small window. Like we said, they don't have to be one place. They can be throughout the shul. And this is brought to the Gemara also. A person shouldn't daven out in the open. A person shouldn't daven out in the open in a field or in a place which is uh, which without walls, like just in a field. A person should always daven ideally in a house in a proper closed structure and uh, even though some people feel wow and the expanse of nature I can connect much better to Hashem that might be a good idea for Pesukah or something but for Shemun Esri a person is brought in Alakha that it's uh, a Mokum Tsanua which means a place which is sheltered, a place which is covered, a place which is uh, so to speak a person out in the open is much better to daven in than davening in a place which is which is uh, like just in the middle of nowhere um, it's not just because of the side that if he's at like on the side of the street, people might interrupt, interrupt him, or interfere with his davening, even if he's by himself in a field, whatever the case might be. It's still better to daven in a closed place than out in the open. Um, and we should bring British desire as well. The person should daven in a room, in a house, not out, not in the, not in the, out in the middle of a field, wherever it might be. Obviously, that's the Khadrida. If a person's on a journey and there isn't any houses, he's out in the open, mm-hmm. so then he has to daven where he is, which doesn't mean don't daven, but it's not the preferred option. But even then, it's brought if a person can go to a place where he's surrounded by trees and there's a canopy of the branches on top of him, and it's considered a place which is covered, it's better than davening out in an open place without 
some kind of mechitzas without some kind of covering. What about Yitzchak? Oh, very good, you're about to ask that. But before that, just one more halacha, and we'll ask on Yitzchak in a moment. And it's also brought that if a person has a choice of diving in a place which has a roof, or a place which has walls, so then it's better to dive in a place which has walls, that's more of a secluded area, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't have a roof, even though it's a we want both. And therefore, in those places where they have, uh, like, multiple minyanim, and the first shul gets used up, and there's a lashon gets used up, and the sagging gets used up, and the hall gets used up, and then the first main is diving outside in the parking lot, it's not the chadchila. So diving outside in the open is not an optimal choice to dive in, a person should dive in indoors. And obviously the question on that, and the first one ask, one of our makaris in the Torah for Tefillah is Yitzchak. And the Pasuk says, Yitzchak Yitzchak went out to daven in the field. And why would, why would Yitzchak be davening in the field if we just said it's so much better to daven indoors in a makam which is mukaf mechitzas, mm-hmm. in a place which is covered, so why is he davening in the field? Which, um, we'll get back to the moment, it's a nice question, there's just one more lacha. I want to share first, and then we'll go back to our question. We'll ask one more question as well, and then we'll answer both. And this is the next. Then is the Gemara in Brachas. The Gemara says Rabbi Yossi said that he was once traveling, and he wanted to daven mincha, and he didn't want to daven on the street, so he found a ruin. He found a churva, and he went into the ruin to daven in the ruin. He said it's a wall. It's like it might be a crumbling house, but it's a house. It's a structure. And then Yohan Novi came to tell him off. And he had no way to finish davening. And when he finished, he said, why don't you go into the Chorva to daven? And he said, well, I don't want to daven on the street. It's better to daven indoors. And then Yahweh said, no, you're not meant to daven in the Chorva. If you don't have it, it's better to daven on the street than daven in the Chorva. And the Chorva is a ruin. What's the reason? So Gemara gives three different reasons why one shouldn't daven in the Chorva. The first one is the man collapse. You're putting yourself in the second It's dangerous. The second one is, and this is more the to the time of the Gemara, the Mashedi. And therefore, besides the danger that the Chorva might crumble on you, you might meet a shade. Because the shade used to hang out in Chorvas and things like that. And therefore, it's considered a Sakana for a second reason. And then the third reason the Gemara gives is Nech Hashad, which means since people don't normally uh, like disappear into Chorvas, so it makes people suspicious, like maybe he's going to do some kind of a barrier inside. He's looking for some kind of hiding place to do something wrong. And the Gemara says you'll have options where one's more together than the other one. For example, if two people are going in together, or three people are going in together, so there's no, we're not worried about shading, we're not worried about chashad uh, in that case, because a group of people wouldn't be hiding after the same area, but they'll still fall down. And if it's a churva, which isn't old and decrepit, it's a strong structure, but it's not inhabited. So shading would still take up residence in uninhabited buildings, even though it's a very strong structure. And it's like half of Shalayim, which they began to build and never finished. So there might be a churva in the fact that they're not, they're not inhabited. But they're not, no, there's no risk of them for collapsing. But in a case like that, so they won't have the other reason. Whatever the case might be, nevertheless, we say if any of these three reasons apply, the Gemara says it's better not to go into a churva. In the case like that, it would still be better to daven outside on the street. But if you have none of these three reasons, in other words, it's a group of people who want to go into a structure which is a strong structure, so they're not worried about mazikim because too many of them, and we're not worried about chashad because... Uh, it's a, a group of people together beyond Chosha that they're hiding out to do some kind of an avera, then it would be better for them to daven in the Chorva. They rather than daven outside. Okay, but besides that, and even if the Chorva is the Chorva of a shul, which is often the case, one can go around and see old shuls which are on the verge of collapse. So just the fact that it's a shul doesn't make it any better. If it's a, if it's a sakana to go inside, so then it would be a sakana to go inside the ruin of an old shul also to daven for the same reason, the person that went to the second 
Okay, so that's what's going to get to um, the options of uh, if you don't have a specific place to daven, if a spirit of daven outside, a spirit of daven inside, um, where the where where depending on depending on what the best option would be. Okay, so that's the dinamal. Have we said what's called a shul and what's made of a shul? We asked before a shayla about Yitzchak. Our Lechayla says that clearly that Yitzchak went to daven in the field, and we just saw now is that a spirit not to daven in the field, a spirit to daven. In indoors, so why didn't Yitzchak also daven indoors as opposed to davening outside? Um, the Emma says we can also catch on Abraham Avinu too and Yaakov. All the places we learned about Abraham. The part that we learned about Abraham is yeah, Abraham went to the place. He went to the outside where you could see the storm. So obviously he's in the open. You could see the color kicker. You could see the whole plains and tall storm in front of him. So he's also davening outdoors. And so in Yaakov, Yaakov's tefillah was on the top of Hare Maria. It was surrounded by a bunch of stones. It was like a you know, deserted mountain. So they also it wasn't indoors. All the all the of the others we find were outdoors. So what changed? Why now do we say that's not the lechet option? A person should have an inside, not outside. And like I said, if the reasons are only because the person doesn't want to be disturbed, and outside is more of a chashash, is going to be disturbed. Maybe they didn't have to the office. But once we saw that the person can bring it, it's very important from the zayar that a person should rather have an inside. Rather than outside, so that that's an imperative in tefillah as a rule. The Charedin we should have found this the whole time, and we don't find not just by the obvious. If you kind of keep up the story, we don't find it even less than that. When Moshe Rabbeinu went to Daven, Katzeis Yisrael, I'm going outside into the outside of the city, and then went to Daven to Hashem. Um, same thing, not in the closed place, in the open place. What was so? What changed? So, without being mindful too much, can you read the Nachkimin was? That between the time then and now, the Torah of davening changed, which means, just like for example, the, the just to give a, a, a similar kind of idea, we find that the again quoting Moshe Rabbeinu, and we know about other Nevi'im as well, the Torah of Tefillah was Efres Kapel Hashem. I'm going to raise my hands, about like um, raise my hands when I daven like this, on spots like Nitzel Levavein Al Kapayim Al Kol Hashem. I'll raise my hands to Hashem. Today people don't daven because it's even also. To, to daven with a person's hands raised above his head. Mm-hmm. It's brought that it's a mission to the day. But uh, what changed? What changed in the Torah too? So, Kunira, uh, there's another Nukuri here also. And that is that the idea of davening indoors in the house, or uh, like, like what we're meant to do today, is what's appropriate for outfitters. Whereas the tefillahs of the obvious of Moshe Ben, who Dafka went outside to Daven, was a different surah of tefillah. There are only a different surah of tefillah. Right, we all speak in Tashem. We, we Daven Tashem, they Daven Tashem. So what changed in the surah of tefillah, just like the position of tefillah? The person should raise their hands to the Shemayim or not. So Nukhara, the Nukhara is our tefillah, is begadah b'chol maka m'sha'azkir ishmi, avaylecha b'rachticha. There has to be a place where we mention Hashem's name. A place of tefillah, and then the Shekhinah comes. And it's the Gemara says, the Gemara says that there is a basic nessus, which means a set place where people daven, so the Shekhinah comes there. The and if there's a, a meaning kavur, then the Shekhinah comes even before them, because it expects them to come. So that's the case. What brings the Shekhinah to us that we can daven is the place. There's now a place of tefillah, and therefore since this is the Mokam, this becomes a place of tefillah, a place for people daven, so the Shekhinah comes there. And it has to be moved there as a place. Whereas if it's just random davening all over the fields, all over the mountains, 
there isn't the Mokham, which is the set, as this is the place for Tvila. Even though they have Rome, we do find that it was Mokham Asher, Hamacham, that's very shame. We say it's Kaveh Mokham with Philosophy. We say it's Kaveh Mokham with Philosophy, that's Mitzad Avram. The Shechina didn't come to the, the base Knesses. It didn't come to a place. Uh, we're talking about the, the Navim and the others, people who could bring the Shechina down wherever they died. So then there weren't, there weren't Meshubbat the same way to a Mokham where there's always davening. Wherever the, wherever the others were davening, they were on the level that they would, so to speak, have that Maila where they were. Uh, with but, but, so this is the, an answer, let's say you have a set place. But let's say you know, you're, like you're traveling, you still say it's better to daven inside than outside. Oh, so, so, so that's the case. Why would, it, why would it be better even if it's a not set place, a once-off place, if it's happened to be right now to daven indoors? Can you the same thing? Today, Mr. Tiran needs a place. And a mockum is something which is which is bordered, something which is defined by an area. So, Tfil has to be in a, in a, in a mockum which is which is the place of Tfil. Whereas, when it's not totally in the mockum, it's totally in the person. So, that's the case. Whatever he does, that's going to be, that's going to have that same effect. Which, again, we don't, we, even though there's, uh, for sure, uh, the, the, the places that Ovis chose to daven also. Yaakov went back to Har Maria especially to daven because it's a mockum to daven. But what we're saying is that it's not the Nukuda that uh, that uh, Yaakov wasn't on, would, needed that, that mailer of the mockum of davening to be answered. Yaakov uh, would create himself he was answering his davening. Either way around, we don't find by the Ovis, we don't find in the Torah that the Dafka were mocked to daven inside. We're already telling the Gemara, that's where the Gemara brought us. But they found there was already a hakpoda that's and zayr that there was an Indian dafka to daven um, inside, not outside. Like I said, kinyat was the difference between the time of the Nevim, which was uh, a different surah of tefillah to later on, and then at the, where we where we find the sadach. Regardless, that's then a basic nesses, and we're going to see much more than that. And that is that there's a man in a place which was specially built for a shul over a place which we happen to dive in, even it happens to be a room where we congregate in Kutvela, and now it's become a place where we dive and it doesn't have the same maila as a place which was dedicated that this is originally made for Tvila. And the Vildegon there is, it says the same idea. And that is that a place which is dedicated for Tvila has more has more Shashras has more And therefore if we need to work of the Hashras HaShchina to come to the place to, to enable us to dive to which be uh, to more of more of that of that when we dive and more of that connection when we dive in. So then the more we have a set place or a place which is specifically made for that it has that matter. He writes that even if a person's not at home and is in it's still better to dive in indoors rather than outdoors. But okay, it's the same similar of the same idea. That there's a place where a person dives, which is Mughal is a place rather than there's no definition of place. It's just diving out in the open which isn't in any defined area. Okay, that's the, the halachas of the Mokam of Tfila, um, which we spoke about. But actually, next week we'll talk about um, two more halachas, which are also brought down, which is the same in Brachas. Um, the one is the Isra to Daven uh, outside the Shul. Not with the Shul, but outside of the Kohari Vesaknesis. We'll see this very interesting discussion what that means. And then the second thing is the, the Isra to go past the Shul when the people are davening there. If he's not davening, it doesn't look like he's not want, He doesn't want to mishtate for the tzibur because uh, he's uh, everyone's davening and he's dafka not going to show. He's walking past the show. When is that a problem? Is it not a problem? These are two in the gemara 
which also very negative is still of a person's chiv to be tired to a shul, um, when that applies. Now, on this list, on this last thing of the importance of davening in a shul, in, in inside, in a place, so then there's always the question, obviously, and that is that if there, in the case where um, either there's too many minyanim or too many chiyom and lots of people want to make their own minyanim and we don't have enough places indoors. So then it's going to spill out to the extra mincha outside or the extra minyan out somewhere in the open. So if that's the case, so then the question is, how, what's better? To give a person the chance to make another minyan, even if it's not going to be inside, or to everyone start to one minyan inside, um, even though you, you're denying people the chance to say, Kaddish, whatever it's going to be. Um, So, the, 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 here there is a disagreement in the Paiskin as to what's more important. Is it more important that they should, like, uh, that more people have the opportunity, let's say, to, to say Kaddish Kaddush or whatever it is, even if it entails davening outside, is it more important that you end up davening indoors, and then even if it means that you're going to have one minute as opposed to lots of smaller minyani. Obviously, as I need to ask, extra. Other things, for example, in Simchastari. Well, they want to get everyone an idea. You have to split up into lots of different places to read the Torah. So then, we don't find it's awesome to read the Torah outdoors. You have a, obviously a place to do it. But uh, there's still a definite question that there should be a thing that it's in a mock in a base as opposed to out in the open. They asked one more question for that, and that is what about Azar of the Besamikdash? That was the mock And uh, Azar of the Besamikdash wasn't covered. So, oh, so it's only good. Yeah, you have the walls. That's enough. Like we said, if there's a mag, even though it's better to have a roof too, but with magdir and makam is a tools. Right? And therefore they had that as well. Also, if you're going to say the reason for it is for Hashra's Hashkina, so we don't have any questions from the Basin Mignash, because that's where the Hashra's Hashkina was, even if there wasn't necessarily a roof on the Chatzah. Okay.